0: Welcome to the podcast series for the Gender Institute at LSE. In today's podcast, barrister Christine Chinkin, also LSE Emerita Professor of International Law, reflects on the Gender Inequality and Power Commission's cross-cutting theme of violence against women.
1: It's a theme that is relevant to all four areas, law, media, politics economics. So for instance with the law, there's, the commission points out there are in fact some very good laws but in other areas the issues become blurred, for example, by gender neutrality rather than indicating the specificity of violence against women and the problems of non-implementation, non-enforcement and the fact that these laws are still not fully internalised and applied in the way they should be. Media, for example, how women victims of violence are represented in the media has very clear implications for public attitudes for example but also how women victims of violence can use media to fight back as a form of resistance as a form of empowerment the political agenda of course which i think we're going to come on to later it's an area in which issues around gender equality work balance are affected by the issue of violence against women
0: I wonder if one of the problems is that that many of the sort of issues that crop up, you know, whether it's serious things, rape, female genital mutilation, forced marriage, all these tend to be seen as rather separate things rather than as a manifestation of, of these wider issues.
1: Yes, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that in many instances, women think, oh, I'm not going to be a victim of, for example, female genital mutilation, that men within their particular community just see that as something completely distinct and as not anything of any relevance to their particular lives. But the important point about defining these different manifestations of violence against women as, in fact, being coherent is their rooting in gender inequality, in the subordination of women, the desire to control women's bodies and women's lives. And I think once one sees all of them as, in fact, different manifestations of the exertion of power, the exertion of control over women, then the commonalities between them become much more evident.
0: Now I know you're also concerned about legislation becoming an instrument of control over certain populations when it comes to violence against women. What are your your worries there? Certain forms of violence against women are very much associated with certain
1: minority groups within the population. So for example, I've already said female genital mutilation or forced marriages. Given the current climate and the current concerns about immigration, about minority populations, I think there is a risk that if such groups are identified with bad things, such as these particular forms of violence against women, that it provides a lever for those who are arguing against immigration, arguing against these various groups. It gives a lever for them to point out adverse behaviours. So it can then become a government issue of control with those particular groups. At the same time, I think it allows attention to be deflected from the forms of violence across all communities, domestic violence being a very obvious example.
0: Now, I I want to talk to you a little bit about the Istanbul Convention, because I know you're particularly concerned and uh, and not very happy about the fact that the UK has not signed up to this. For those who don't know, could you just explain what that convention is and why it is that you're unhappy about that fact? It's the Council of Europe Convention on Preventing and Combating Violence Against Women. It was
1: adopted in 2011. It came into force for a number of countries in Europe late August of last year. It sets out government obligations with respect to preventing, protecting women against such violence, due diligence obligations with respect to prosecution of perpetrators and providing appropriate sentences for convicted perpetrators. So that it provides a holistic, comprehensive set of obligations for governments with respect to their responses to violence against women. It also requires governments to take a gender-sensitive approach to their policies, practices and programmes. So I think in all of these ways, it provides the most up-to-date set of obligations for governments with respect to preventing and combating violence against women. Our government, I think it was now over two years ago, made a commitment that they would become parties to the Istanbul Convention, and so far there has been no further progress. I think it shows a resistance to accepting what is set out in the Convention as legal obligations, possibly also a resistance to allocating the appropriate resources, which are also required by the convention and is preventing the
0: government from being seen to be standing up and being counted
1: on these issues.
0: I wonder if you think if there's also a tendency to forget just what an enormous cost to the economy as well as to individuals and societies that violence uh, against women is. Whether it's forgetting or whether it's simply not taking account of that in the first place. Again,
1: tending to see issues of violence against women as individual, as private Act, rather than as structural and as such therefore impacting upon the economy in a whole range of different ways and just very obviously the impact on the healthcare budget the impact on days lost at work the impact on children and on children's health the impact on public services not just the health service the police service for example and I think if all of these were properly costed properly taken into account, it would be extremely difficult to forget them. But I'm not sure whether that exercise and that again, bringing
0: all of these different forms together is really undertaken. Do you think the state has lost sight of its obligations to protect women against violence?
1: I do think that it's not a priority for the government, that not being identified as a priority means that it can be very easily set down on the agenda. I think, again, another issue with violence against women is it involves multiple government agencies, multiple different programs. So the justice program, the law enforcement program, the health program, the education program, prison, criminal justice in a broader sense, and I think that be- precisely because it is spread out over so many different agencies, perhaps it doesn't come to the forefront of anyone. We tend to think of the government as a sort of unitary body rather than its, some of its multiple parts. And unless it's somebody's responsibility to keep it absolutely at the forefront, then yes, I think that the importance of the issue is lost sight of.
0: Now, the Commission's report is, is work in progress, but I wonder if what you think are the key things that it will take forward in its report that might impact on the policies and practices around this issue of of violence and women. Identifying that violence against women
1: cuts across all aspects of the Commission's work is going to be an important ingredient of recommendations, I think, with respect to politics, law, media, the economy. The Commission is looking at the particular issue of gender equality and highlighting how violence against women is rooted in gender inequality And that that inequality is a matter of economics, again, certainly at time of austerity, but also reminding the government that gender equality is a matter of human rights and women's entitlement to equality and to be free from violence, as well as practical suggestions that might be taken up as to how various aspects of the prevention, protection,
0: prosecution might be improved. Christine Chinkin was talking to Chris Garrington following the Commission's final session at which it reviewed the evidence it's been gathering and discussed the recommendations it will incorporate in its report. You can find out more about the work of the Commission at www.lsc.ac.uk forward slash And you can also follow us on Twitter at lscgendertweet.